Conversations and this is Dr. John and we are here with another great session for you guys. Yeah, I have, I actually have a really great question for you. I'd love to hear it. Today, I want to talk about, or can you tell us a little bit about what you tell students or new doctors who are considering practicing in their own town? So their own town as far as that's where they are now or that's where they grew up? Ah, good question. I didn't think about that. Well, why don't we start with where they grew up? Because okay. I get a lot of students that I coach that, that um, they say, well, I don't need to know this stuff because I'm moving back to my old town where I grew up and all of my friends and family are going to come to me. So I don't need to know how to do marketing or... Gotcha systems or anything like that. Okay. What do you um, think about that? I think that's pretty individual and it can vary case by case, but I think overall, from personal experience, because I went back to practice in the area and then eventually in the town that I had grown up in, no longer, but I had, and it's not the cakewalk that you would think it would be. So you think, like you said, everyone's gonna be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go to you now. Well, first of all, um, unfortunately, most people are not educated on chiropractic, so they say, yeah, I'll come to you when my back hurts. But then it's kind of, what was your reputation growing up in that town? Because a lot of the people who are adults that knew you as a kid kind of see you as, they'll always see you as that kid, whether you're kind of crazy or funny or a troublemaker. So they see that person now practicing as a chiropractor and they're like you know no thank you you are a jokester you, you know you let all the air out of my tires yeah. ah, 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 but you know what did you do that i never did that no. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but people will look at you that way and they mm -hmm. I, I think that in some ways can make it harder because you know you grew up with neighbors and they saw you progress from a child to an adult and just like your parents kind of always see you as you know the little boy or girl that they raised. And they do it out of love. They don't, mm -hmm. there's no um, malice there, but they just kind of see it like they know best. And that's how you were kind of always envisioned by them. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people, it's hard for them to get their parents. They may get them under care, but to actually have them embrace chiropractic, parents are kind of like, well, you know, yeah, that's cute. Or, you know, yeah. and I think you, you find that a lot in your hometown. Because again, you know, the teachers, the maybe the police, if you were, you know, that kind uh -oh. of. <laughs> but you know, um, is he talking about me? No, you are an angel. If you ask my mom, she'll tell you I was an angel. Well, <laughs> well how about if we ask your neighbors? So, case in point. <laughs> so I, I think it's you may end up with a lot of hurdles that you did not anticipate because you've grown, you've matured, you know what you know and you want to help these people, but they see you as that young child or that wild teen who is now coming back and entrusting them, their health. And a lot of times, you know, the stigma with chiropractic, you know, he was a football player, or she was a, you know, a gymnast, she'd break my neck. I mean, it's silly stuff, but they really, they really they believe, believe that. that. They're, they're, some people already have a 
preconceived notion about chiropractic and then they would rather trust somebody who they don't know because they feel like they only see them they've only ever known them as a chiropractor versus you who have been like i said that that wild child or even that just a aloof or normal child but they can't make that progression to yes you've gotten an education you matured and you really know what the hell you're doing a lot of times it just doesn't happen did you go back to the town you grew up in? I did. I went back to the town I grew up in. And so this is like a great question because you have personal experience. Right. Us. So it was honestly very, very rare that I saw anybody who I had known growing up with. Really? So yeah. I, um, neighbors, um, you know, a few people who I had gone to high school with. And this wasn't until, you know, 20 years later, they finally, you know, they said, well, you know, I didn't really know anybody. And I... You know, I read some of your stuff, and it it sounds like you know what you're doing. But you know, they still had that kind of like, you remember in high school when you, yeah, that was fun, but yeah, that was like 30 years ago. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So um, for me, it didn't end up with having a whole bevy of patients and starting out with this great foundation. Um, I probably would have been better off staying in Georgia and starting up a practice there than trying to come up my hometown assuming it was going to be this big boon you know my parents were going to refer people my friends my brothers and it just didn't happen yeah i'm not in my hometown okay i'm about um i don't know 25 minutes 30 minutes south of my hometown but like a lot of my friends and family from where i grew up often will call me first and they'll say i think i need to be adjusted or i think i need you to check me and actually, at this stage in the game, I don't even check friends or family anymore. I have zero. The only the only family that I check in my office are my mom and dad. They come down every week, religiously, every Wednesday. They get checked. But um, other than that, <clears throat> I won't even check friends and family anymore because what happened for me was so many people were coming down to my practice and they expected me to give them just care for free. Right. And it's like, how could you not? Because this is like my aunts and my mm-hmm. uncles and my cousins and my best friends. Like, I'm all my best friends from high school. But like, by the time you put all that together, that's like, that's 150 visit office visits in a week. Right. <laughs> right there. Exactly. And then you're Paid doing for. it for free. Right. Yeah. And they don't know. Like, they think, they think it's a service. So they think right. it costs you nothing. They don't realize that it costs like, you know, 30 bucks every time they lay down on the table, right? right. Because of overhead, overhead expenses. Exactly. So, um, so that's, that was my experience with, with friends and family. So I just don't, yeah. I, have a, I have a chiropractor up in my town and where I, I grew up that I just refer them to. And I then think they, that's a great point that we talked about with they expected for free, because mm-hmm. if you get it for free, you know, you hear all the time, you don't value what you get for free, but you know, sometimes you get something, you're like, oh, this is so great, but do you really? And you see it all the time with um, teens getting cars bought for them versus teens who work hard mm-hmm. and get their car. And the car that they buy may be a piece of junk, but they take care mm-hmm. of that like you wouldn't believe. And the ones that just get it handed to them, the majority, not all of them, but the majority of them just kind of, you right. know, it's a beater car. They just bang it around. It could be a beautiful BMW or Mercedes, and, a, you know, they just. There's no skin in the game, and I think giving that to family and friends for free, there's no skin in the game. Because if I can come whenever I want, it's not going to cost me anything. They don't value it, Mm -hmm. and they don't get what they really should out of chiropractic. So you're hurting them. You're doing them a disservice, and then you're financially doing yourself a disservice. Yeah, and I think that's a good topic. Maybe we'll do this on another short video. But, you know, that's a great topic to talk about would be giving care away for free, like not just to friends and family. 
because I have my my I have my own whole like spiritual, philosophical and psychological reason for not never giving care away. Never give care away in my office ever ever ever, no matter what the circumstances anymore. So um, we'll do that maybe on another Definitely. video because that's a, that's a good topic because I feel a lot of people do that. Well, they click prices right. They get, well, this is what you can afford, so yeah. everybody should be under chiropractic care. So right. Give me whatever you can afford. And, you know, there are practices like that, box in the wall, things like that. But, mm -hmm. yeah, I think that'd be a great other video to discuss. Yeah, because that actually you're doing a disservice to, it's a psychological, just mm -hmm. on a psychological level, it's a disservice to that patient. Right. Um, so we'll skip that for now because that's a whole other topic. But what about um, now practicing in your, the town that you live in? So it's not the town you grew up in. But, like, I practice in the town that I live in. And I think that's a different story because... At that point, you're an adult coming in, you're a contributing member to society, so you're not, I mean, maybe you are, but you're not, most people are not parting out on their back deck and drunk loud music. <laughs> you know, they're being good members of society and they want to contribute to their community mm -hmm. and people see that and it kind of draws them, you know, if you grew up in the town, it seems to, in some ways, not repel, but repel maybe the people that you knew. Mm -hmm. But if you're a hometown a person who is living in that town, like, oh yeah, Nicole's a great doctor and she lives right in town. I think that makes it like you're part of the community and they actually want to come to you. Like I remember back when I was, gosh, this is when I first graduated, I was looking at places to practice in Jersey and I, and I wasn't sure if I wanted to practice in my hometown. So I was looking down in Rumson, New Jersey and I was with a realtor and the realtor said, we support people who have small businesses in our town because you are part of our community. If you live here and you have a business here, we will uh, patronize you because we want to see you succeed. Mm -hmm. And that kind of is, that kind of stuck with me because I think I found that to be true. People will, you know, a, a, a small, um, not really a deli, but a, a gyro shop or something just open up in the town that I'm in and people are going there because they want to try it out because they want to give business. It's mm -hmm. business is struggling right now. So you see a, a small business, you want to patronize them and you hope that they're good. You want them to be good because you want to mm -hmm. then give them business and benefit from what they're doing. And I think it's the same way with us. Yeah, I think so too. There's definitely something special about practicing in your own town and mm -hmm. having that connection. I think that twofold, one of the things I run into is not so much with the whole partying right. kind of thing. <laughs> Which I was teasing about. <laughs> but, um, but there is something to be said for that because like this morning I got up and I had to like run to the store before I had my coffee for milk. <laughs> okay. You know, and lo and behold, that 100% of the time when you, you have like... Somebody. No, you know, you're in your pajamas, you have no makeup on, not that I wear a lot of makeup anyway, but like literally I was like bare bones, rolling out of bed, and um, always 100% of the time you can be guaranteed you're going to see a patient. Right. Mm. And, and so... Yeah, and I don't think that's a, it's an awkward thing for you as, because you're like, oh my gosh, you're seeing me like this. You don't, really don't want anybody to see you yeah, like that. Yeah, I've had my cardio. But for them, I think it's just kind of like, wow, you're a real person. Just like when a student sees a teacher out of school. It's like, oh my gosh, look, they shop at the mall too. They're human. I think mm -hmm. that kind of is a nice yeah, I never sort of thing. Yeah, I like that. Now, what about, I have never had this experience, but what about um, practicing in your home? You've had an experience, had right? That. Where you, okay. Yeah. So and what was, is that like? It was a really weird situation for me because I had been practicing... Um, in the city, and it just, it had gone bad. It was, um, 
with a partner and it just it went bad very quick um, I just had to get out of there so I had no place to go so I had to start a practice stretch so I said what am I gonna do so I said well I'm going to convert a room in my house into an office it's gonna have the same entrance the living room is gonna be the waiting room but there's gonna be French doors going into an office and I set it up and it was nice but it was still part of the house I had a dog American Bulldog at the time which can be very intimidating because they look like giant pit bulls mm -hmm. but you know we kept her out of that area but I think set up the way I had it set up it was not very comfortable for me because you know I had young kids walking around mm -hmm. um, you're trying to get dinner ready you smell the food from the kitchen um, you hear conversations going on so mm -hmm. although I had a very good flow and I kind of kept people out of that area it just was not all that comfortable and then people sometimes would come by after hours to see your car there mm -hmm. and they're like and you know if I had a separate a fully separate office that was part of the house with a separate entrance and everything I mean, you could tell, I still want my hours respected, but if somebody did that, it'd be much less intrusive than someone coming in, knocking on your front door, and your kids are on the, in the pajamas having breakfast on the sofa, and they're like, oh, can I come in? I just, you know, I'm, I'm going away on a business trip, and you just, I like having my office separate. I mean, some people love their home offices, and I think it could work out really well if you really lay down the law, and it is not part of your house, but an attachment, a separate part of your your home but i like now leaving the office knowing i'm out mm -hmm. and if people want to contact me they have to do it via you know text or email or phone call and then i will schedule them during office hours and it just gives me uh some freedom from that and you start to resent mm -hmm. people in the situation when everybody's like oh i saw your car in the driveway i know you're home right it just kind of it, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth yeah i can that's probably another really great topic is like just not having boundaries with patients. Yeah. And it does, it's a quick, easy way to get burned out. It really is. Really quick. And I remember I did that when I first started practicing because, mm -hmm. wow, somebody wants to come see me, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna see them whenever because I'm gonna be there and I wanna build up the practice that way. Yeah. And your, um, Dr. Sid had um, mentioned one time, he said, people would come up to him. He was going to speak on stage and people come, Dr. Sid, Dr. Sid, and he would ignore them and they thought he was rude. Mm -hmm. But he said, when you have time and schedule time with me, I will talk to you. But mm -hmm. beyond that, I'm not your puppy dog. I'm not here for you to play yeah. with whenever you feel like being played with. Right. And that really holds true. You need people to respect your time and you need to respect your time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I don't think like a personality like me, I don't think I would like a home office in any Capacity. Capacity. Because I'm, I, I am a very private person. Mm -hmm. So um, that would just, I'd be really uncomfortable. I, I know my feeling, I would just be really uncomfortable with that. And um, it'd be, I'm very introverted. Yeah, so, me too. like, when I'm done with patients, I have to, I like, I decompress get, from I decompress. that because, yeah, it just, it drains you. Not like, oh, I'm so miserable, but it's an energy drain when you're an introvert to be around people like mm -hmm. that and being on all the time. Yeah, I, I definitely have to, I definitely withdraw. Mm -hmm. I definitely you want to be quiet. Yeah, mm -hmm. you got it. You got it. So, I think that's kind of the skinny on practicing yeah. in your own town versus, oh, there's one other thing I yeah. wanted to talk about too because. Since I coach a lot of students right. and new doctors, um, this kind of goes along with it. And you had to kind of mention the party thing with me, right? 
Well, there is, I think, something to be said with that about that because there's also a level of professional maturity that mm-hmm. you have to have that you may not have when you're in your 20s. Like, there's right. a lot of us coming out. Like, I was a chiropractor. I had my practice when I was 24 years old. I had a full-blown practice. Right. So, um, we could bring him out. He's so okay. cute. Is he going potty? He went on Oh, we did. Okay. First thing to leave, I don't want to leave. Okay. Oh, you can drop him. Just drop him. Okay. Oh, Jesus. All right, here he comes. Do you want to see him? Come here, Rock, Rocky Roo. Oh, there he is. Say hello, Rocky. Oh, you're looking at me. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of the stuff that we put out there, it's because Cassie does all the legwork. So I think Cassie, come in and just say a quick Cassie, hello. Cassie, you want to say hi? Sure. This is Cassie. Hi. <laughs> she, she is fantastic. Thank you, Cass. So we can thank Cassie for all of this because John and I, um, well, I, I'm going to speak for myself. I am like technologically not sound, <laughs> not sound at all. So it's for, it's because of um, Cassie that we get these, this stuff edited and all put out for you guys in a timely manner. So she does a you. great job. Thank you very much. So, um, yeah. So to go back to professional maturity, you know, it was like, I opened my practice when I was 24. How old were you? Yeah, yeah 24. Mm-hmm. So, and things were like a little bit different back then, you know. Back um, in the Stone Age? It wasn't the Stone Age, <laughs> But I think like our 20-somethings were like 30-somethings today. Right. You know? Well, even I think back then our 20-somethings was 30-somethings back then. Because there are a lot of people in their 20s still partying <laughs> pretty hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I agree. I agree. And, and you know, just... You know, just being aware of having personal and professional maturity mm-hmm. where, you know, people, are, if you are going out to drink and people are, I had an, ex- I had an experience like that where, um, my, my CAs, I had an issue one time with my CAs, bye Cass, I, I had an issue one time with my CAs, I had like a few 20 something year olds, they became friends, mm-hmm. they went out to, a, you know, a bar, um, ordered a, a tray of shots got shillelagh one of my CAs was dancing on the table and it got back to me of course from a patient and of course and this is like you know small town big town where i live right Right. so yeah so it got back to to you so like there is definitely something too if you are going to practice in your if you are going to practice in your in the town that you live i think it's really important that you're at a place to at least recognize and have professional maturity And even with like videos that I sometimes I see, you know, younger people doing where they're like half naked on their videos and their chiropractors, you know, here's the thing is like, I know we're promoting health and a lot of you guys have, they have like, the guys have like really fantastic bodies. The girls have like model bodies, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. And you're promoting health and and they're, and really what is their intention is to promote like what they're doing to become healthy and Mm -hmm. stay healthy. But you get somebody who's like a type A corporate, per, you know, corporate person, um, just for like, just for, um, uh, you know, you know, sexual reasons alone. Right. You get a corporate guy. He's not going to go to a young female chiropractor that's half naked on right. Facebook. And the people that do come to you because they've seen that video, maybe doing it for the wrong reasons That's and you right. don't want to track that into your practice either. Exactly. Exactly. So my advice there would definitely to be just be aware of what it is you're like really be aware and conscious of what it is that you're putting out. And um, right, because you know, we talk about practicing in your own town, but 
social media makes everywhere your town because right. anybody can see what you've done. So you could live, you know, 40 miles away and practice there, but you put something on social media, people are going to see it. And that's mm -hmm. part of your reputation. That's part of who you are. And even without social media, you know, you're, you're a chiropractor. You're out there in the community. It may not be in the community that you uh, practice in, but you still want to be a professional. You don't want to say, well, I'm, you know, two hours away so I can get loaded and, you know, trash the bar. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make a difference. You know, you should kind of be a, a mature, professional, caring human being that does not need to right. go out and do that because it's just... It's bad in general, but it, it's horrible for your reputation. It's really bad for your reputation. Don't do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> we don't speak from experience, but, but we have seen it happen. Well, that's the thing. Is like we've been on the planet for some time, right? And we've seen, we've seen, we've seen stuff, guys. We've seen stuff. Yeah, and there's there's stuff that people wish they could take back, but once it's yeah. out there, or once it's the do the uh, deed is done. Yeah. A lot of times there's no going back from that, and that could scar you. Well, especially in today's day and age. So, could you imagine if we had social media when we were in college? Oh, forget it. Holy macaroni, that would not be good yeah. for me. <laughs> and, and speaking of college, even as a chiropractic student, I mean, you're out there partying and, you know, doing these videos, and a lot of people do that in college. Right. And, you know, I hate to say that you shouldn't be doing that. Well, at least don't film it. Don't put it on social media, because, again, you're going to be out there looking for maybe an associateship. Mm-hmm. And it's just natural to, I'm sure, when you hire an associate. Do you have somebody do a check on them, see if they can find out? I do, personally. See? First thing I do is I go to their, their social their media. Their Instagram, their Facebook. Go to, yeah, and go, yeah, and you look and, and see what's out there. And if there's somebody who's, you know, topless yeah. on the beach and just, you know, or... Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, let me smash even, beer cans on my head. Even if I see, like, a bunch of pictures with um, beer bottles. Right. Like a guy, like, if I'm looking for an associate mm -hmm. and... I'm vetting a male chiropractor. Right. If every other pitcher has beer in his hand, I'm not hiring it's not him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because again, this is this is then our practice. We're bringing somebody in. You're a reflection on us, and we don't want mm -hmm. to be part of that. And it's a shame that so many uh, young people. It's become the norm now to mm -hmm. document your entire life on social media, and the mm -hmm. crazier the better. But it's it comes back to bite you in the end. Yeah. All right, well, that was a good Yeah, we kind of covered set. that and expanded and on it, but I think it was stuff that needed to be covered. Now. I agree. All right, guys, so have a blessed day, and of course, we'll have Cassie put all of our information at the end of this little episode here, and um, anything that you need, always give us a call. We're here for you. All right. All right, thanks, guys. Ciao.